In a world where busyness is worn like a badge of honor, it's almost impossible to imagine breaking free from the shackles of success. Working long hours, skipping meals, missing or being late to important life events, constantly playing catch up, exhausted to the bones. This has been normalized, especially in the medical and healthcare arena. Practice owners are fleeing to corporate practices or leaving medicine altogether in hopes of recapturing their time and energy. But you are here for a reason and you've been searching for answers. Welcome to Thriving Practice. I'm your host, Tracy Cherpesky. I'm an executive coaching consultant and time leadership expert. I'm mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. I am on a mission to help practice owners take back at least one day per week for the rest of their careers so they can focus on healing their patients and falling back in love with their practice. Together we learn, connect with like-minded practice owners and medical business experts, and expand your connection to an international community of peers. In each episode, we discuss the business of medicine and healthcare, how to avoid the pitfalls of success, and how to improve the bottom line, paving the way to exquisite fulfillment in your career and life. Join us each week to learn how you can grow your practice while focusing on what you love most. You'll want to take notes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Thriving Practice, the business podcast for medical and healthcare practices where we help practice owners grow their business and take back their time. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank you for listening and to welcome you if you're a new listener. You may know that we've recently refocused and deep niched our podcast from Entrepreneur Mindset Reset to Thriving Practice to reflect the transformational work of our parent company, Tracy Trepesky International. We are a coaching and consulting company that helps practice owners scale their practice while taking back their time. We help our clients take back up to one day per week for the rest of their careers so they can focus on healing their patients and loving their life and business. We took the decision to refocus and rebrand very intentionally as a way to extend our offerings to practice owners and to share these valuable conversations and insights from our incredible expert guests and directly from me in solo episodes. We are thrilled that you found us, and I'd like to remind you to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, if you find this podcast supportive and informative, please do share your review on Apple Podcasts so more practice owners can find us and learn from the valuable content that we're sharing. So let's talk about today's episode. Today, I'm speaking with Clay Ogden of Strategic Risk Alternatives 831B. Clay shares a lot of great information about how practice owners can use excess revenues and profits to protect themselves and their business against unforeseen and uninsurable circumstances through investing in their own 831B entity. He shared a story about a plastic surgeon whose patient died after a procedure, and while it was tragic, it was not his fault. But in the court of public opinion and in the times of the internet and social media, his reputation was severely negatively impacted by this terrible event. He was able to use his 831B investment to hire a PR company to help him rebuild his reputation and as a result, rebuild his practice and restore his revenues. This is one extreme case in which this type of tax-deferred investment could be supportive. Clay gave several examples of how protecting and increasing the efficiency of your business would be beneficial. Mainly, though, 
Clay shares that their clients say they're able to sleep better at night, knowing they have a nice cushion to land on in the event of unforeseen circumstances, circumstances such as elective procedures being delayed for over two years during a global p- pandemic or temporary or permanent loss of an employee or any other event that's not covered by regular insurance. This is an excellent planning tool with your CPA, financial advisor, or your other advisor or advisors, and could be a great way to create perhaps a tax break, but more importantly, to protect yourself and your practice against the unknown. I thought it was really interesting that these funds could be used in various ways that could also be beneficial to your practice. So give it a listen and find out for yourself. Clay's parting wisdom that he shares is really to go and learn more about 831B and other options that could prove to be beneficial in terms of protection and in terms of leveling off your cash flows year over year. This conversation is very enlightening, and Clay explains in clear terms how this could be a great business tool for your practice. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Clay and learn about 831B entities. Hey, Clay. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share the information that you have and what you provide. It's so interesting. And as I said, while we were warming up very much out of my lane, so I'm excited to get an education today as well. But before we dive in, I love sharing with our listeners where you're located. I am actually located just north of Salt Lake City. Uh, I actually work for strategic risk alternatives, and our company is actually based out of Boise, Idaho. So we're out here on the West Coast. Awesome. I have family in Boise, Idaho. Oh, yeah? Coming from the West, that's not very surprising. Yeah? Yeah. That's right. Nice. And you get to work remotely, which is also nice. I do. Yeah. I've actually been uh, in charge of our business development nationwide for the past uh, going on seven years. And I'm actually our only employee outside of outside of Idaho. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Very so, cool. Well, almost everything can be done from a distance. And I would imagine it doesn't take too long to get from Salt Lake to Boise. Quick. It, it does not. It's, it's a pretty easy. It's either a quick flight or a four and a half hour drive. Oh, that's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very cool. So I would like for, if you can give us sort of the high level view of what strategic risk alternatives does, and then we can get into some of the nitty gritty. So strategic risk, uh, we are an 831B. It's a section of the tax code. We're an 831B administrator. So Essentially, we work with business owners in every field you can imagine, every industry, uh, helping them take excess revenues, excess profits out of their business, setting it aside into their own 831B entity to ensure against the uncommon, unforeseen, uninsurable risks that they are inevitably self-insuring right now with after-tax money and cash flow. And so a lot of this has been exceptionally exposed over the last three years with with COVID-related instances, to name a few. So I'm thinking of, you know, for our listeners who are in the medical field and who own their own practices, why would they want to do something like this? What would be the biggest benefit for them? Yeah, so it's, it's a way to help ensure those 
maybe the loss of a key employee due to an accident or illness. Uh, maybe it's a professional liability issue that's not covered by traditional insurance. Maybe it's a, a business interruption due to a political event or, you know, I, I don't know that it's likely, but I don't know that anybody really ever could have dreamed of medical professionals being limited on procedures they could perform through for like a, a year, year and a half section of COVID. Uh, you know, they were basically deemed as non-essential and their elective procedures were were kind of halted for a period of time in a lot of different areas. And they were, you know, inevitably their revenues dropped dramatically. And it, we actually have, if there's two areas that we're heavy with in clients, it's probably contractors and medical professionals. And a lot of the reasons being is there's a lot of risks that, you know, most people don't even think of. Um, they kind of chalk it up to the cost of doing business. And if there's a way to manage all of those things that are outside of the scope of the traditional insurance policies that people are familiar with, insure those items a little bit more effectively or a little bit more efficiently with pre-taxed monies that they're going to pick up as ordinary income anyway, let's set those dollars aside and insure against those items or those potential issues. That, that's what these programs are designed to do is to really help a business owner build up that, that reserve to more effectively, more efficiently insure themselves or cover risks that are somewhat not happening very frequently, right? Kind of the, the what is kind of thing, the cybersecurity, the, you know, maybe not a medical professional, but it's a supply chain issue. We've seen tons of that in any and every industry you can dream of. Maybe it comes down to a political risk event. Maybe a political body makes a decision or there's simply a, a dispute brought against the business. You know, something happened. We live in a extreme litigious society and people like to bring legal action when things don't go their way or it causes a business interruption and it dips into the overall revenues of the business. It's, it's those items that business owners tend to overlook as things that, oh, that those things just happen. Well, if they mm -hmm. are going to happen and there's a way to more, I guess, better prepare ourselves for that particular event, that's what our program is designed to do. So if this money goes aside into the 831B, assuming they never have to use it, then what becomes of those funds? Yeah, they're able to actually leave those funds inside of their 831B. They can actually have them invested and managed while they're in there in, you know, things like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. Uh, we allow them to work with their financial advisor in some capacity and have their own advisor manage those assets. They can also, after that policy period expires, right, let's say we issue policies for a 12-month period of time, once those policies expire, all the funds that remain inside of their 831B, they can actually either one, continue to defer, or two, they can take a dividend back to them as the shareholder. Those funds are going to be issued back to them as a long-term capital gain, back to them as a shareholder of that 831B. Or the third option is those funds are going to be able to be borrowed from they could potentially take a shareholder loan 
for up to 65% of those, those earned out dollars or what we refer to as surplus, right? We put funds in now, 12 months from now, those policies expire. Everything that has not been used for claims purposes remains inside of my 831B. And now if I want to, I can take a dividend or I can continue to defer those dollars or I have the option to maybe look at a shareholder loan, borrow from those dollars and pay the principal and interest payments back to my own 831B. Well, that sounds like something that would be very advantageous to really to any business owner. But I would imagine thinking of, you know, medical and healthcare practices and just as you mentioned earlier, how many, I think I read somewhere that there's, you know, maybe at least a couple of years, if not more of backlog for elective procedures or non-emergent procedures. And I can only imagine how much that's impacted by and large the bottom line and revenues for, uh, for these practices. So I'm sure that it would be something that somebody would want to consider doing, even if they hadn't done it yet. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody said, when's the best time to start investing? And the answer is 20 years ago. And the next best time is like today. So if, let's say, a medical practice owner founder of a practice were to come to you and say, yeah, I was really hit really hard by COVID, but you know, we're still, we're still doing all right. We're still making pretty decent money, but we want to make sure that nothing like this happens again. How would, how would they get started? What would you advise for them? Yeah. I mean, we, that's a, that's an ideal client, right? We would actually talk with them regarding a number of different risks, how things went for them, uh, and you know, what they're doing with those excess funds right now. If they need, you know, if, if a business is running really tight, really lean, you know, this might not work for them. But if they have excess funds to set aside for these potential risks, then this is absolutely something to be looking at, whether it's a medical professional or any other industry. We have, you know, a couple instances where we had a medical professional actually coming in the Southeast about a year and a half ago now was running a very successful practice and uh, was diagnosed with stage four cancer and, and uh, generated about, he did a very niche procedure, generated probably 75 to 80% of the revenue for the practice. He needed to find an, an individual to, I guess, somewhat replace him or fill in, if you will, while he was out doing chemo and radiation for at least six months. If all goes well, uh, filed a claim under his, his policy for loss of a key employee due to an accident or illness. It was obviously deemed as very viable claim. Uh, used those dollars to hire a replacement or a fill in for him while he was obviously dealing with some, some very personal health issues. You know, if that, if this isn't a program that's used, those things that can be devastating to a business when they come up. And so it becomes kind of a nice cushion to land on when things go sideways. Um, you know, a lot of our clients will always come to us, you know, a year or two or three years in the program and say, you know, I just simply sleep better at night knowing that I've set dollars aside for the what it, for the, you know, in case something goes sideways, I have these dollars in reserves to fall on, to lean on in a time of need. 
rather than trying to deal with what I have in cash flow, assuming I have excess funded cash flow at the time that something comes up. And it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a safety net that helps a business owner run their business a little bit more, you know, efficiently, but kind of helps them sleep better at night. Absolutely. Well, and I think that this, it sounds like there's multiple wins here as well, right? Because you can, it's not like you're just having, putting money away just in case something happens. Like there's other things that can be done with it that are still beneficial. And, you know, multiple wins are always welcome. I think, especially in the world of business. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we, we view this as something that will, you know, it's being used by Fortune 500 companies and large enterprises for the last, you know, 30 to 40, 50 years. Um, but it's, we view it as something that's absolutely becoming more and more a big normal business practice by really anyone and everyone simply managing app or managing risk more efficiently um, because it's only increasing in the world we live in today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, considering I don't get too bent out of shape about the economy, but you know, there's a reality of what happens when we're having a recession, a lot of realities. So I would imagine that that's a nice cushion against what could potentially go sideways with a recession as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously no one ever really knows what's coming. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of what we do is that, you know, traditional insurance carriers do a really good job with the, the traditional insurances. What they're not looking to do is increase their appetite to get into these more uninsurable types of risks because they typically become very expensive, very fast for a business owner. They don't happen often, but when they do, they tend to hurt. And so if there's a way for, you know, that business owner to set funds aside, gain some, some deferral advantages by, you know, by setting those dollars aside into their own 831B. Deferring those dollars while investing those dollars or managing those assets, uh, all while ensuring, you know, types of risk that, you know, at the end of the day, they are literally going to pay for these things one way or the other. It's just if we can be a little bit more efficient in the usage of those dollars uh, and gain some potential advantages along the way, that that is absolutely a win-win. And should be something that most, if not all business owners look at as a, as a planning tool, you know, with their advisors or their CPAs or their tax planners or whomever they're, they're talking with and working with. I think this is, you know, really good business. And it also, in my mind, I always come back to mindset, right? It comes back to how do you want to go forward? You know, starting one's own business is taking a leap of faith and a lot of risks anyway. So how could we go forward and create peace of mind? Like you were saying, like some of your your clients just, they just sleep better at night. And I think that that's, you know, especially I would think for our listeners, if you're a solo practitioner or solo provider, or you're one of several, but bringing in, you know, a large percentage, the lion's share of the revenues with the services that you provide, this is something to seriously consider. I mean, that would be something that I would, I wouldn't have known about this until today, but it would be something that I would advise a client, for example, like, how are you going to spread out your risk (laughs) and what are you willing to do to mitigate that risk? Which is, you know, why 
I love meeting people like you. So I can say, hey, I've got a resource for you. This is a, you know, something that you want to consider. Yeah. Nothing absolutely. is guaranteed, but no, not enough risk. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, literally, our, our clients are very successful business owners that are looking for a way to take a little bit off the top when they have the ability to do so. Kind of manage manage those potential risks that could arise. Um, and if they gain some, you know, some advantages through the deferral, if they gain some advantages through s- some potential um, maybe tax efficiencies, that's great. But we, we really do see more often our clients are a very successful business owner who are just implementing really, maybe not conservative is the right word, but I mean, very sensible business practices. And I think the more often people are networking with successful individuals, these types of practices come up because, you know, more often than not, someone like a Warren Buffett that owns insurance companies, the reason he owns those or is part of ownership in those types of entities is for these exact same principles that we're talking about. Interesting. So you shared one story about a provider who has a health issue. Do you have any other stories? Like like if anybody's teetering on the, I don't know, I'm not convinced yet, ledge that might be convincing. <laughs> yeah, I'm convinced. yeah, I mean, we have a couple of different scenarios that are actually playing out right now is um, we actually had a, a client that was in the manufacturing space and ordered a bunch of product because of events over the last couple of years, either got the product late or didn't receive some of the product. He had contractual obligations to, you know, to produce X amount of product, but because of the, the slow moving process, or maybe the fact that he didn't receive any of it at all, either ate a couple hundred thousand because he didn't receive some of the product or, you know, he didn't meet his requirements on his contracts and was hit with some with some fine some penalties. It's those kinds of things that, you know, unfortunately, when those things come up, they just cost to do on business, right? We just eat eat that. Or you start looking at things like a company that's offering a service contract or a warranty. When something goes goes wrong, they they issue the service contract or the warranty or maybe a service call and they just eat the cost of sending somebody out to replace or repair or whatever have you. And so we do a lot of that kind of stuff with individuals who are implementing a service contract or a warranty or a service call or anything like that. Uh, a number of years ago, we actually had, it's probably been, probably been five or six years ago now, we actually had a medical professional in the plastic surgery field that uh, had, a, had a client come in, had the procedure done, and everything went well. The doctor gave her medications to take post post procedure and she didn't like the way her medication made her feel. So she stopped taking it. She ended up getting an infection and she passed away. And uh everyone in, you know, his industry said, Well, you know, don't go see this individual because, you know, they just performed this procedure and they just killed this individual. Uh it's, you know, not necessarily what happened, but it is what was portrayed in the in the media and social media and everything else. And so he, you know, filed a filed a claim under his his brand protection policy to pull funds back 
into his business to hire a PR firm to kind of get the message out of what, you know, even though it was a horrible, tragic accident, what actually happened and took place versus what was being talked about because, you know, that particular procedure accounted for about 70% of his revenue. And in that moment, he was, you know, his brand was damaged, his, uh, his revenues were cut by a large margin and had to find a way to repair that. And it's those kinds of things that unfortunately, when, when things come up and they start to go sideways, they go sideways quickly, revenues start to drop. There's bad image, bad press out there. And unfortunately, expenses keep going. And, you know, that's like that double negative of we're now losing, losing revenue and we're continuing all of our expenses. And we got to find a way to kind of right ship. And it's, it's those kinds of things. They're not always that dramatic. They're not always that obvious. But I mean, our, our program is really to allow that business owner to take some, take a little bit off the top when they have the ability to do so, set it aside and just simply manage their business, run their business a little bit more efficiently, you know, just good business sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that seems like something that in my mind, it's like, wow, that's, that's a one-off, but it only takes one time for, especially with social media and such for things to, you know, for rumors and stories and whatever to spread like wildfire. And I would imagine that, you know, that's something that everybody thinks about, but doesn't expect to happen. So to have something in place that can protect again in a, in a robust way, right. I'm sure hiring a PR company and having them, you know, rework your image and do what they can to, to, you know, write the ship, so to speak, um, is not inexpensive. So in addition to losing revenues and still having expenses, there's another whole large line item that's been created that, you know, wasn't necessarily just sitting there waiting or wouldn't have been otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's all the things to think about, right? Like we don't always think about these things as business owners, but this is something where, okay, maybe you don't have to think about it, but you can still be prepared for anything. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think a lot of it is, you know, if, uh, unfortunately the business owners are exceptionally good at what they do, right? They're so laser focused on their day-to-day operations that a lot of these unforeseen events come up and they kind of blindside you when they happen. And, and that's really what, that's what we're here for is we're here to work with the business owner and their advisors in any capacity to really help them see what, what are large companies doing? What are fortune 500 companies doing? I mean, the industry that's been doing this probably the longest best is the auto world. I mean, the auto industry has been doing this since what feels like the beginning of time, right? You go buy a vehicle, they sell you a service contract and a warranty. They take the revenues from that. They set it aside into their own A31B for their own insurance companies to now manage any potential warranty claims for the next three to five years with pre-tax monies that they've set aside. All while they're investing those monies and they're borrowing from those dollars to go buy all the cars that sit on their lot uh, instead of paying someone else 10 or 12% to do that for them 
they're doing that and they're, it just becomes a much more efficient way of running a business, right? They're taking things into their own hands rather than, you know, what if this happens? Well, we don't have a game plan for that, right? It's, it's all of those kinds of things that can really, that's, that's what we geek out on is making sure that we're one helping the business owner see the things that they haven't thought of. And two, making sure that we're leveling those cash flows. We don't have a year where we're doing exceptionally well. And then we have a massive dip. If we have a massive dip, we have the funds to pull back into the business to really make every year pretty consistent. On a, on a very practical level, just a basic, that right there sounds like a good reason to do something like this, right? Just if you have wild fluctuations, you know, like some of my clients are cash pay clinics, right? So they don't take insurance and that their revenues are much less consistent than my clients who do take insurance. Um, but even so, there's still fluctuations. And I think that, you know, just being able to to gauge where you're going to be, I mean, talk about reducing stress levels, just to know that you're, you're safe. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've got that cushion and you've got that safety net. Yeah. I, th- I think that sums it up nicely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is really cool. And I think our listeners are going to be really interested in learning more. Do you serve clients nationwide? I'm assuming yes. Yes, we have we have okay. clients from the East Coast all the way to Hawaii and everywhere in between. Awesome. Okay, so how where is the best place for people to find you to learn more about this? Our website is is really really a good spot for information. It's kind of a deep dive on our program. It's eight three one B dot com. We got that domain a couple of years ago. We rebranded. Um, makes it very easy to find what we do. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, we will definitely make that a clickable link in the show notes uh, so that our our listeners can come and check you out and learn more because I think this is a really valuable service that you're providing that could really create a lot of peace of mind for business yeah. owners and um, and our, our listeners who are practice owners as well. Wow. Very cool. So if you were to offer some parting advice for our listeners, what would that be? I mean, I would, I would tell them you know, most any business owner that if this is not something they are familiar with, please reach out, gain some information, do some research, because this is, this is absolutely something that very successful business owners are doing everywhere. And it's not something that most people are familiar with. You know, it tends to be a newer line of thinking, but it is something that's been around and it's been a part of the tax code for about 40 years now. So I, I would I would just urge anyone that is a successful business owner that is interested or is running a successful business from a cash flow standpoint, this is this is absolutely something that should be considered. It's not for everybody. I get that, but it is something that should be looked at. Excellent. Well, I mean, I feel like I've learned something today and definitely have, you know, something, another layer of something that I think I could direct my clients to, you know, in in my business, I have like a bench of of professionals that I know, like, and trust and can send my clients to for things that are outside of my wheelhouse. And I feel like this adds another layer for our listeners, for my clients, for your clients of just protection. And I, you know, yes, we're in a litigious society, but also given what we've experienced in the last two, 
last years and this pandemic, but we maybe thought something like this might come, but had no idea the level. Um, or maybe we didn't want to have an idea about the level that, you know, to the extent to which this would go. Uh, if there's anything most of us have learned through this, it's that nothing is predictable. Anything can happen. And so our best bet is to ensure ourselves in different ways and create, you know, recession proof and, and, uh, emergency proof ourselves the best we can. I think this sounds like a really, really important and viable option for any business owner. So thank you so much for, for sharing this and for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, we will definitely share uh, links in the show notes and hopefully you'll start to get some some of our guests inquiring and talking to you about um, just how this might work for them. So thanks again. Really appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Thriving Practice. I appreciate you coming here week after week, dear listener, to listen and learn how to elevate your leadership, grow your practice, and to think and act like the high impact CEO provider that you're meant to be. I have one request of you. If you've benefited from this show, Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review with your thoughts on the show. Your feedback and review help us get in front of other amazing practice owners just like you. Thank you again for listening. And until next time.